0: Hey Cinemaxic fans, Max here to announce the opening of our very first ever Cinemaxic merch store. There you can find exclusive merch with our Cinemaxic Force Vision logos and designs on hoodies and tees. My personal favorite being the Icon hoodie. And by exclusive, I mean not exclusive at all and you can buy it as much as you want, whenever you want, forever. So literally the exact opposite of exclusive. And guess what? We made it as cheap as possible to make it as easy as possible to buy. Shirts start at $15 and hoodies at $25. That's a steal right there, my friends. Here's a link that you can find in our podcast description. That is tspring.com slash stores slash the dash dash podcast dash store. So many dashes. Buy it. Wear it. Support the podcast and tell your friends. And as always, watch on.
1: Hey, Cinemaxtic fans.
0: It is Max Liedem here, your host of the Cinemaxtic podcast, a podcast about movies. And again, just checking in to let you know that we are still going through some audio transitions. So there's going to be some differential in audio quality than what you've been used to. But rest assured, we have some really great things coming in, new equipment, and even a little mini studio that we're going to be filming or rather shooting in and potentially filming in there's a little there's a little easter egg for you that we're very excited about so thank you guys so much for listening and enjoy this week's episode so i want to apologize again for uh being late uh we are scheduled to start this bad boy at six thirty, which was the original plan and the plan i wanted to stick to but uh uh I happen to, uh, need to make a run by the most aggressively garbage Walmart that I have ever been to the most aggressively shitty Walmart I have ever attempted to go to, which is saying a lot because I feel like the expectations for Walmart are already set extraordinarily low. We aren't expecting much out of, out of this at this point. You know, it's like, it's like we just, you know, we're not expecting much. Because you're pretty much on your own when you go in there. The only thing, the only thing I ever get help for from Walmart, and I'm not joking, and I'm not saying this just to disparage the worker there. They're clearly, you know, not trained enough to uh, be able to, you know, help as much as they would like. They seem like they work hard, but. They're pretty much working hard to stock shelves, organize things, all that stuff, when it comes to actually helping someone, and they're not that good. So I didn't anticipate that picking up this order from Walmart would be such a Herculean task for this, this Walmart in particular, but apparently it was. I even used their pickup feature. They have it right there in the app, Tim. Tim, they have it right there. It what says, up? It says, check in. It says, check in to let us know you're on the way. And I said, all right, I'm going to check in. And it said, are you sure? Are you sure you want to check in? Because you're going to let us know you're on the way. And I said, yes, I do want to let you know because I am on my way. And I said, check in. And it went, all right, we'll see you there. We have notified an associate to grab your package. And I said, oh, all right, okay. So I roll in there and I get there at like 6:20. 6:20, and this Walmart is like four minutes away from my house. Should not be a problem. I'm gonna run in there. I'm gonna check in. Gotta get the package. Gotta scan this little doohickey, and I'm gonna be on my way. Starting this podcast at 6:30, no problem. Well, that wasn't the case. 15 minutes go by. I had talked to four separate Walmart employees who couldn't have sounded more indifferent towards the situation. I was like, hey, could, could you, would you mind helping me here just real quick? I just got to pick this package up back here. And they're like, oh, well just tap the screen there. Just just tap the screen and uh, uh, you're going to notify someone. I said, oh, I did. I, I tapped the screen and then I, I tapped the other one too. And uh, no one's been back here yet. And I've been waiting 15 minutes. like, oh, okay, well, I'll let someone know up front. And I was like, yo, yo, yo. Okay. Nope.
1: Nope.
2: Oh, what's up, Tanner? Oh, hey, guys.
0: Hey,
1: oh, How are you doing, man? <clears throat> hey, you, you haven't you haven't missed anything at all. Nothing so, important has been missed. You're not. I'm just bitching <laughs> about Walmart right now.
0: So cool. Eventually, someone comes back, and uh, gets me checked out and on the way. So that was 15 minutes, um, 15, 20 minutes of my time, and uh, yeah. So now I'm here, and to let you all know See, what it was, it was, it was a Dwight Schrute Funko Pop as him dresses the Hay King. So it was a very important stop. I needed to get it uh, today, otherwise they were going to ship it back so you know had to oh. make that had, had to make that had to make that call
1: <laughs> Oh my god
0: oh, it's been a long day it's been a longer week
1: I could say that i'm a, I'm more of a Kmart guy myself uh, never had any issues with Kmart
0: I don't think Kmart's in business anymore
1: that's why I've never had any issues but, with them I, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh yeah uh, that's a great point but let me tell you i have america's beer in my hand a cold coors light those mountains are blue and uh i'm surrounded by two people who aren't actually surrounding me they're surrounding me on my internet and uh, in
1: spirit we're surrounding you
0: and uh yeah yeah so <laughs> why not start the podcast off a little bit of that and uh Without further ado, let's roll in to the Cinemax Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to discuss Just Mercy, the new film starring Michael B. Jordan that had a trailer drop today. We're also going to talk about the It Chapter 2 reviews. It Chapter 2 is coming out this Friday, and we're going to talk about all the things the critics are saying. On top of that, we couldn't go to this podcast without talking about that new Joker trailer and the reactions to it and the reactions to the premiere of the joker at some film fest i I can't remember the name of that happened overseas it's all happening right here right now it's time to dive in this is cinemaxic As always, folks, I am your host, Max Liedem, at Max Fozzie, with you again for another beautiful episode of Cinemax. We have a lot of great things to talk about today, and I am more than excited to give my opinions on them and to discuss them with my cohorts here. As always, Tim Reichmuth, at Tim Trist. How are you doing today, buddy?
1: I'm doing excellent. I'm doing pretty pretty Good.
0: Good. Good. I'm feeling good, too. I'm feeling like I'm in rare form, so I'm glad you're feeling all right, and uh, so am I. I think it's going to make for some great chemistry and hopefully some great discussion. <laughs> and, of course, the third member of our podcast unit here, Tanner Rush, coming in once again. Tanner, at Danger Rush, how you doing, buddy?
2: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: <sighs> Sorry, I had to take a swig of the old Coors there. <laughs> Coors Light. When the mountains are blue it's time to drink. A non-official sponsor of Cinemaxic. Um I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Like I said it's been a long week already. Uh even longer longer day, even longer week. Uh looking forward to the weekend even though I don't really have one cuz I'm working this weekend. That's right folks, I'm working 10 days in a row. Uh but you know.
1: <laughs> wow, well, the money you? ain't
0: going to make itself and uh, someone's going to have to back that Brinks truck up. Am I right? <laughs>
2: what do you mean you're what um
0: what did we watch this week uh i that's a good point that's a good that's a good thing to bring up max um i thank you tim um, what is
1: what is going on right now
0: watched a movie by the name of the king of comedy that's right the one starring robert de niro Old bobby Old bobby d uh Deniro and uh, a couple other people that uh, you may know. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Lewis was in there as well. I'm going to be honest. Don't know who Jimmy Lewis is. Apparently, he's a famous comedian and uh, is, uh, has passed away. Rest in peace, old Jimmy. Now, this movie serves as the basis uh, of inspiration for the Joker by uh, Todd Phillips Joker, which is coming out here in October. So I thought it was necessary to get some background information on his inspiration by watching the film. And let me say, let me say this. Oh, I don't know if I mentioned this directed by Martin Scorsese. um, And Scorsese directed a great film here. Uh, He.
1: uh, (laughs) Why are you saying Scorsese?
0: Oh man, I was really trying to make that a bit and I, I, I failed miserably. I started laughing almost the, after the second time I called him score. Um, well, it's
2: a what? good thing you laughed because no one else was.
1: Well, yep. you know it, what the hell happened at Walmart? Max? As long as there, I make, there has to be more than, than at, what you're letting on.
0: As long as I make myself laugh, that's all I care about. Um, So anyways, talking to Martin Scorsese, it's, uh, the, the, the king of comedy.
2: Jesus Christ.
0: (laughs) And, uh, it's, it's a good movie. (laughs) It's a good movie. It's really good. Uh very off-putting performance by robert de niro i've never seen him in a performance like this and maybe it's because i haven't seen a lot of robert de niro's old catalog i've never seen raging bull i've never seen taxi driver hell i've never seen the godfather part one part two or part three i don't even know if he's in all of those parts all i know is he has something to do with it he's got an italian last name and he's an italian famous actor he's in some sort of mafia movie i'm sure uh where was i the king of comedy um so this movie, for those who don't know, the King of Comedy is about a a aspiring a aspiring comedian um, by the name of Rupert um, Rupert uh, Rupert hold on. It's talking about Madden Yeah. Oh, is that J J-Cats.
2: Yeah, he just flew in, and boy, are his arms tired.
0: Jay Cats, Jay Cats in the background, our producer slash seducer. He has returned home. The United States of America, boy, in blue. He is here. He is back from London.
2: I don't know. Jordan, do you say hi? Are you saying hi right now? Get
0: in there. Get, Jordan, in. Jordan Get says him. Hi. Get him on there. Jordan. He's-
2: He's a sleepy boy. I don't think he's going to be involved for another week or two.
0: Hey, that's totally okay. Just let him know that his presence is missed, but his presence is felt right now. Oh, for sure. It fills my chest with great joy to know he is back home safe in America. For all of you who don't know, Jordan was gone and uh, he was in Afghanistan on a journalism uh, uh, assignment and uh, he um, he was covering ISIS. Um, and we're glad to have him back and safe. So, The King of Comedy is about a character by the name of Rupert Upkin. He is a aspiring comedian, and he is trying to get on a show uh, by, from, from um, he's trying to get on a show uh, kind of like Jimmy Fallon, kind of like Jay Leno, but it's a fictional, it's a fictional nighttime show, and it's the Jerry Lankford show, and he might, he's basically the Jay Leno. Say, Max,
2: what prompted you to watch this movie? Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> uh, I wanted to watch it because uh, it's uh, Todd Phillips' inspiration for the Joker. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, where was I? He's, it's about Rupert Pupkin wanting to get on the Jerry Lankford show and yeah. uh, perform for the first time as an actual comedian. Of course, Jerry Langford is kind of uh, uh, not a big fan of Rupert Pumpkin because Rupert Pumpkin is a little bit of, um, let's say, a stalker. Uh, yes, a stalker, very much so. And kind of creepy. And he's friends with a girl who also is a stalker and also is in love with Jerry Langford, the girl is. So he's off put by them completely. So he doesn't want Rupert to be on the show. So what does Rupert do? He kidnaps Jerry Langford in an attempt to get himself onto the show by uh, having that as one of his demands to release Jerry Langford. Um,
1: well, that seems foolproof.
0: It, and yeah you'd think you'd think and it's just uh you it's basically about how hey how's this comedy gonna go is he gonna suck is he gonna be good i don't know you have to watch the movie to find out but i'll tell you this i liked it it was interesting it was different <laughs> what and the he-
2: fuck is that noise is someone wrestling with a cat in one of your rooms what the uh, hell is that ten what noise what the fuck this is
1: I'm going to be
0: honest. Uh, this
2: is such a shit show. We're oh, yeah. only 10 minutes in.
1: Yeah,
0: it's beautiful. Um, hey, the king of comedy. Um, oh, really funny too, guys, for you don't know. Uh, <laughs> Robert De Niro is playing a character much like Jerry Langford. What the fuck is that noise?
1: What noise are you talking about? Tim,
0: I live three minutes away from you. I will sprint to your house right now and get there in about 30 minutes.
1: And I will find out what's going on. Do it. I don't – is it the cicadas in the background? Cicadas are very loud around my house. (laughs) It could be them.
0: No, it's not the cicadas, Tim. Do you
1: guys hear the noise right now? No. I don't know what's going on
0: okay anyways uh robert de niro plays a character who and, and the joker which is very much like jerry Langford in the king of comedy it's kind of a role reversal and it's going to be interesting can't wait to watch the joker dan what did you watch this week
2: uh two days ago i watched mid 90s
0: oh man i fucking hate that movie yeah i
2: remember you saying you hated it uh i thought it was okay uh, i thought it was okay
0: i fucking hate that movie Oh, man, I hate all those characters. I hate them all.
2: I don't think they're supposed to be likable.
0: I know. That's that's what I'm thinking, too. It's more of a character study. You're just supposed to watch, and you're really not supposed to. I mean, you can have an opinion, but they aren't trying to make you like them. I, right. That's...
2: right. <clears throat> um, no, you're not alone. It's very interesting going through, like, the popular reviews for it on, like, Letterboxd. Um, it seems the people who don't like it hated the shit out of it, which is... It's so interesting that it inspired such
0: uh, venom from
2: some Dude. people.
0: I just fucking hate it, man. It's so weird. It's so bizarre. And like, the really the only dis- defense I can give the movie is that, like I said, it's a character study. It's not, it's not asking for your opinion really. It's just like these are the lives of these characters and we're going to follow them around with the camera and you can think whatever you want of them. I don't care. This is their story yeah it's really the only defense i can give the movie because if you go into thinking normal movie you're probably going to be like me and you're going to hate it uh because i hate every single one of those kids (laughs) every single one of them yeah man
2: spoiler
0: spoiler alert and i don't even care about spoiling this movie that's how much i don't like it spoiler alert at the end there where they get in a car accident i hoped all of them died i really wished i was like wow finally they're all dead And I was really pumped and then they all lived and it pissed me off.
2: Yeah. The movie didn't really seem like, like most of it, like it didn't really have an overall point. Like it wasn't trying to be a coming of age story where there's some kind of learning process, but then here and there different characters kind of have flashes of like, okay, there's maybe going to be an arc here. It's going to end somewhere else, but then it doesn't.
0: Yeah. It never does. It never really – yeah, like you said, it just never really goes anywhere. And it just,
2: d- it doesn't commit to being a coming-of-age story or just, like, a slice-of-life kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, it. Yeah. Yeah, um, and there's a lot of, like, for me – like, I'm not someone who gets offended, but there are some, like, pretty, like, borderline offensive things to me in there because I was like, why – i i i I was annoyed by the fact this twelve year old eleven year old boy is having a sexual experience with like someone who's like five or six years older than him that right very skeevy to me
2: yeah, uh, no, know. I don't think you're supposed to think it's cool
0: yeah and then the kid- the same kid drinking and smoking and doing uh, you know taking pills and stuff like that it's like uh, i just don't i i I think my biggest issue with the tanner is I don't know what it's trying to say.
2: Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I don't think Jonah Hill exactly knew what he was trying to say yeah. when he made it.
0: It's like if you're doing a character study, you you know, I understand, you know, follow them around. You you, this is their lives. You're not really supposed to have like that. You can have a, a opinion on them, but right. we don't care. This is it. But you have to have a point to the story. And like the tagline, the slogan for the movie, which you'd think would maybe bring a point around, is. Fall down, get back up, and I'm like, right. I don't know what this has. This is not a redemption story. They're right. All assholes still. Exactly. It's like there was nothing said, and that was my biggest gripe. It's more it, like
2: <laughs> do something stupid, barely survive, do something stupid again.
0: <laughs> Eventually, become yeah. a drug addiction, drug addict. It, six years later, flunk out of high school. Yeah. A miserable life in Southern California. There's-
2: There's just a lot of weird things some of the characters have going on that uh, I suppose were meant to bring some kind of nuance to them, but seemed huge, but not really ever explained or resolved. Like the main kid, uh, his nickname is Sunburn. I don't remember the kid's actual name.
0: Um, are you talking about the white kid who's like saying the n-word and everything no no
2: no 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 no, the main the main dude in the movie the main little boy oh yeah um like he
0: is his name sunburn
2: that's his nickname they give him yeah oh
0: that's right i forgot yeah he got sunburned because he had his shirt off skating all day that's yeah
2: he uh he like has a a self-harm kind of issue yeah. Uh, you see him raking like a hairbrush against his thigh at one point, beating his own chest repeatedly. Uh, he tries to like strangle himself with like a telephone cord or like a game controller cable at one point. Mm-hmm. But then like uh, that's just kind of in it and nothing's being said about it. Yeah. It's not being addressed. Um, the brother wears this weird old man mask at times yeah. and there's no reason for it. Um, I
0: think it's like Jonah Hill trying to say is like, oh, this is the shadow of the older dad that's not in the picture. Maybe <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I have to chalk this one honestly. I, the the, you know, I'm not h- hating on Jonah Hill. I I think Jonah Hill shot the movie beautifully. I thought it was directed very well. I thought the performances were really great. Um, so I'm I, I I'm I don't know what he's trying to say. And then two, I have to think. A lot of this praise is coming from that crowd who just wants to say "film" a lot instead of "movie," and also is like they're thinking, "Oh, this is such a such a niche movie because it's niche rather movie because it's Jonah Hill, your typical fat guy." Comedic actor who's doing this indie drama about skate culture. Oh my! I gotta rate this five stars before I even see it. It's like that's what it kind of came off to me when I'm seeing like people praise it. I'm like, I don't understand how. Uh, But but to to its credit, and we've talked about this before. But to its credit, Tanner and I think you would agree. I think it's wonderfully acted. I think it's the actors were brilliant. I thought the cinematography was beautiful. I thought it was shot very well. Um, And um, yeah, that's about all I can say about it that I liked.
2: Yeah. um, I think Jonah Hill shows promise as a filmmaker. Um, This was an okay debut. I don't think it's anything truly special. Um, I think uh, there's a movie I haven't actually seen, but um, it's called kids it's by harmony yeah. Corinne, who yeah. did um spring breakers uh the matthew mcconaughey beach bum um, it, and then some other mo- weirder movies uh, yeah.
0: he has some great david letterman interviews you should actually yes. watch him.
2: and I, he actually cameos in mid 90s but um mid 90s is just sort of a watered down Kind of more pointless version of kids, from what yeah. I understand, yeah that's um, uh, okay, yeah, you can it's, watch it, yeah, I mean, you're i probably going to get offended. This movie <laughs> seems to rub a lot of people the wrong way, yeah. which is funny because, like I mean, I'm of the opinion you can depict horrible attitudes without endorsing them sure if if you're saying something about it um it's just some people getting worked up about uh the the movie they use the uh you know the f word the f slur yeah uh quite a bit but i i you know it's accurate honestly yeah. like it's teenagers at the time so in the 90s in early 2000s like every Pretty much every male in the United States was throwing that word around. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I have no, I don't have a problem with that. Obviously. It was just more of the, more of the, the skeevy situations that the kid was being put yeah. in. I, just, I so, never
1: said the F word until June 31st, or sorry, June 30th of 2011.
2: So you should have known better by then.
1: Yeah, but oh. I didn't. Okay.
0: Anyways, uh, let's let's move on to the let's move on to the next uh, movie here that we watched this week with with Tim. What did you watch this week?
1: <clears throat> yeah, I didn't watch anything. All right, I sweet. watched I watched the boys though. That was pretty tight. Oh, it's great. I
2: started it, but it grossed me out.
1: It is kind of gross.
0: <laughs> it is, it is very gross. Yeah,
1: yeah. the The first ten minutes, it's a little. That's a little uh, effed up. I won't say the F word, but a little left up. Uh, but yeah, it, it kind of grew on me. I mean, I, it's not it doesn't get as bad as you move forward. There are some gory scenes, but I think we're going to talk about this later anyways. So I'll hold my regards. And then I watched uh, The Good Place. You, Those you are TV shows. Place? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I only watch TV shows. <laughs> Oh
0: man. Uh, Tim, your audio is coming across a little garbled there, by the way. You, uh, you using the toilet mic again, <laughs>
2: just yelling into a toilet.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I, I am currently yelling into the toilet.
2: what I think though about the boys, not that we should linger on it, but the whole idea of like, what if superheroes are actually just shitty people? Uh, we already have the Watchmen. Like what's the point of the boys?
0: Yeah. And also, I don't know if the Watchmen was really the first to ever do it. Probably not. I I think they were the most popular to ever do it, but I I think the point, the boys tells a different story still. um, But yeah, it's a a different take
1: than the Watchmen.
0: I've never even seen Watchmen, So I still need to see that movie. Um, so uh, I, I can't really hold an opinion on it, but
1: yeah, uh, it's a good show though.
0: I loved it. I binged it in two days. I think I'm really excited for season two, which they're already shooting. So, um, all right, boys, let's move on to the movie news part of our podcast here. Um, I'm uh, excited about what, sorry, Tanner, you have something to say?
2: Oh no, I didn't watch this. It's been too long. I was going to say I finally got around to watching 300 for the first time. And
0: oh yeah, you did bring that up. Uh, you said that the other day.
2: Wow. It's garbage. You don't like it? I can't believe this movie was like a cultural touchstone around the time it came out. It is so shitty,
0: dude. This is Sparta is like the most said movie line, and like it's it's one of the, it's up there. It's got to be top ten.
2: And <laughs> holy God, Michael Fassbender
0: in this movie! I did not know Michael Fassbender was in Three Hundred. That's news to me.
2: Yeah, like when uh, Leonidas is about to ride out with all his soldiers and he's just kind of overlooking the men walking by them. Michael Fassbender just, it's dead quiet and Fassbender just shouts this crazy macho shit at him out of nowhere. Like it, I don't know.
0: Well, I don't know. Okay. I'd have to watch it. I have no idea about that movie. So I'll have to, I'll have to. And you want it. to
2: talk about things that are there actually, well, more problematic filmmaking that no one I think was talking about at the time uh 300's like racist as shit
0: well it did take place in like an ancient civilization so i mean i imagine it- yeah
2: but the persian army they're like orcs and mutants and it's not good it's not good it's not a good look
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> But did you, did you get to see the snyder cut a lot better yeah i bet anyways 300, 300
2: is racist don't like it don't watch and, it
0: and there's our opinion there's our cinemax stick opinion on 300 it's racist don't watch it okay it on a scale of it's racist don't watch it to five stars what do you rate it as it's <laughs> racist, it's a racist, don't, don't, racist
2: watch it. don't watch it <laughs>
0: That's our new scale. That's our new scale. Okay, Uh, here's some, uh, let's move on to movie news because there's there's some big things I want to talk about. And this one isn't necessarily a big thing. It's kind of a blip, but for someone who actually enjoyed this, not really maligned, but just like, okay movie that people thought, but I actually, I really enjoyed it. I I thought it was a fun movie. Tomb Raider 2 is is, uh, confirmed to be coming to theaters very soon. Uh, not very soon, but, like, within the next year and a half. And they got a director, and they're going to start shooting in 2020. And Alicia Vikander is coming back to reprise, reprise her role as Laura Croft. Um, I don't know if you guys did see the original Tomb Raider. I really enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, I, I just – I thought it was a fun little adventure flick. Um, I had, you know – It's hard for me to really be critical of it because you just have to accept it for what it is. But I thought it was fun and it was good enough for me to hope for a sequel. And I'm really pumped that a sequel is happening. Did you guys ever see the original Tomb Raider? Do you have any thoughts on the sequel coming out?
2: No, uh, I have not seen it. Um, I know it kind of visually borrows more from uh, the newer run of Tomb Raider games, which I've been a fan of. Yeah. So far, although I think the newest one is the least good out of the three, maybe that's just me. Man, I didn't um, Angelina. Actually,
1: jo- I didn't, I Angelina Jolie's making a second. comeback.
2: Yeah. has
0: that, <laughs> that has nothing to do with this new Tomb Raider movie. I know she played Lara Croft she- before, but.
1: She's not well, she looked exactly She
0: she looked really good as Laura Croft. Though.
2: No, this is the Leisha Vikander Tomb Raider. Do you remember
0: this? Side- oh, remember the side boob scene in the original Tomb Raider with Angelina Jolie?
2: You know, I haven't seen the original. I saw the Cradle of Life, but uh, did I did not see the first one.
0: I was flipping through TV one time when I was like ten years old and on FX, and I guess they're playing the unblurred version of that and saw little Angelina Jolie side boob. What do you guys? What do you guys think of Angelina? <laughs> I
2: haven't seen. Good it. job.
0: Anyways, uh, but what did you? So Tim, did you see the original? <laughs> did you see the original Tomb Raider? And will we get Sideboob in the second sequel?
1: So are we are we talking about Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider or Alicia Vikander? Alicia Vikander. Uh, uh, and potential I, I side saw, boob and Tomb Raider two. I think I saw like the first 30 minutes of it or so, but I had to stop.
0: Well, here's my endorsement of, of Tomb Raider. It's a fun Friday night flick, I think is what I would call it. Cause it's very, it's not something you really have to super zone in on. You can order a pizza, have a few drinks and just enjoy this, this, uh, action romp <laughs> amongst the Mayan ruins and, uh, you know, have a little bit of fun. Why not? Um, also what? I think we're uh, the most
2: interesting bit about this news to me is that the director currently attached is Ben Wheatley who previously has done nothing but like indie hyper violent weird movies like uh, Free Fire was kind of maybe his biggest profile one recently but then you have movies like A Field in England Kill List sightseers like just pitch black comedies about horrible well kill list isn't but a lot of murder a lot of weird trippy
0: murder shit i so have it's, not heard of a single one of those movies you just listed so i'm yeah. glad you gave us some backstory on that
2: though. uh so it's very strange that he's attached to a product or project like this i have to wonder if this is part of some larger deal where the studio is like, okay, you direct something for us, then we'll fund your dream movie that, in a couple of years. That
0: too, but also Tomb Raider a, a th- very beloved video game franchise. It's very much like how, I mean, it's it might be how Alicia Vikander eventually came on Tomb Raider. She wanted to be Laura Croft because she played the video games as a girl and played the video games up through her adult life was playing the tomb raider video game. So she wanted to play, uh, she really wanted to play Laura Croft. So you never know when, when someone like that, who's been doing strictly indie fair and those type of movies you just described, I have to wonder if he was seeking this opportunity out. Cause he's a big tomb raider fan. It's, you know, what I could tell an interesting story that would fit the tomb raider universe, but also, uh, lines up with kind of my, my, um, uh, I don't know my filmmaking. What would it be? Ep- epitisms. I don't know. I don't know what the word would be for that. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's uh, interesting. Also, I found someone posted a picture of Ben Wheatley, and uh, it's it's hilarious that uh, there's this picture of like Tom Holland or not Tom Holland, Tom Hiddleston getting out of a limo and like waving and looking dapper as hell and like super fit and everything. And then there's in <laughs> the background of the photo is Ben. Whe- <laughs> Wheatley getting out of that same limo his shirt's untucked and his, and he's trying to tuck his shirt back into his pants and his gut is hanging out from the bottom of his shirt and it just cracks me up because it's just it's it's uh the compare and contrast there is funny but yeah, yeah uh Tomb Raider 2 uh I'm I'm excited for it I'll definitely see it in theaters I saw it in theaters on a fly with my old movie pass um And I'm sure a lot of people know that, given that MoviePass has given up like a 1,000 billion people's data, a 1,000 billion. It's given up like everyone's data uh, in a huge data breach. So I'm sure not only do you guys now know that I saw Tomb Raider, so does Cambridge Analytica. Um, Moving on. Uh, It 2, It Chapter 2 comes out this Friday. Reviews are hitting right now. And for the most part, I'm getting lukewarm. I'm getting lukewarm. It's, it's from, if I were to, you know, kind of describe the reviews and the reactions, it's, it's enjoyable yet long and sometimes dull. Makes me a little worried because I was fully, fully enthralled by the entire chapter one. Uh, I absolutely love that movie. I freaking love that movie. So good and I'm, I'm sure I'm going to love chapter two just because I, I think I'm going to like this, the, the director style, Andy Muschietti. I think I like the way he's telling the story, but you know, the movie does run damn near three hours long. It's a very, very long movie. Uh, surprised that you're seeing that it's a dole where you thinking maybe this is going to be jam packed full of great scares and story. And that would carry it the full three hours. What are your guys' thoughts so far on these reactions and uh, it too in general? Um
2: it is a little concerning hearing that apparently it's overly long and not quite as tight because the first one was just so good. Um but I don't know I'm still very excited for this and even if it ends up just being an okay sequel uh I think the first movie if you don't know the full story, I guess, the full context. The first movie kind of stands on its own as a complete story, I think. So a sequel's not really going to ruin that. Um, I don't know. Apparently Bill Hader steals the show.
0: Yeah, that was a big thing that jumped out to me.
2: Which is great because he's so good. If you've seen Barry, oh he's an amazing actor. He's incredible,
0: and Barry um, incredible.
2: It's yeah, I, the cast is awesome. Um, it, it, I I just love the aesthetic of the movie, just the the color grading, the visual. Yeah style of it
0: I loved the pacing of the first one too so I'm I'm like hoping that we get that same kind of pace it was like it was it was slow but also like the dialogue in it and just the story itself was like the I, I like to say and I'm sure this has been said before and this is probably I mean I probably subconsciously remembered it but the way people described it as like the dialogue being the action and I felt like that was a very much like it chapter one fits that there's there's scary parts there is action in it but a lot of the dialogue just the back and forth and that just it's so vibrant and so well written it's the act that's like the action in its own way is is the back and forth between people and characters uh, so i was i'm really hoping we still get that in chapter two.
1: Oh yeah um i'm not i'm not too worried about it i mean it's what, got a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes? I mean, I that's still... Not,
0: I think it's better than that. I think it's like at 84%. It's like it's it's like one of those things where it's 84% with like a 7.1 average or something like that. Oh. Oh, it is at 71%. I mean, Never mind. It's, it has dropped. Okay, wow.
1: But I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. I kind of, as Tanner said earlier, you know, the first one stands alone by itself. So I don't think this would potentially ruin the first movie, but just give you another iteration of it continuing on.
0: And I I think
1: it's going to be different enough that it's not going to feel like a rehash of it Um, because I'm a little familiar with the book. And I know the second half of the book, it it may not, people may not see the ending coming. Um, So I I think it's going to be where it's a good continuation, but yet they're both separate. So it doesn't ruin the other one.
2: Wait, is the movie out this weekend?
1: Yeah, dude, this Friday.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh yeah.
0: fuck. Yeah. 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 I'm really excited. I think I'm going to see it Friday night.
2: God, I'm going to try to see it this weekend. I'm going to be not happy if I don't get to. It's,
0: you know, it's also it's a it's very much a weekend movie. I feel like like it's not a. It's not a weekday movie, you know. Oh, you got to sure. you got to see it on a Friday or Saturday it's when the theater's packed and super and it's just, long. Yeah, that's true. That, yeah. That's that as well. Um, but yeah, I'm probably going to check that out Friday. We'll have a review for you guys next week. Uh, I'm positive because I'm I'm definitely going to see it this weekend at some point. So uh, we'll definitely have a review for you guys coming up this week on it. Chapter two. Moving on. A uh, couple new trailers dropped today. <clears throat> uh, you know, one big time franchise and one a story-driven uh, drama starring Michael B. Jordan. So let's start off with the Gretel franchise. Gretel and Ansel. Gretel and Ansel. I didn't see that. I've heard it's that looks very good. I, I've heard that that looked the trailer looked good, but I haven't checked it out yet. I'll get your thoughts on that, Tanner. But uh, mm-hmm. Bad Boys for Life dropped the trailer today, first trailer for the third installment of this franchise. Um, you know, Bad Boys 1 and 2, they're enjoyable, like, summer flicks. Watch them for what they are. They aren't anything more than what they try to be. So it's that's kind of like the biggest compliment I can give it. It's not spectacular filmmaking. It's just go to the movie, sit down, get your popcorn, and watch You know Will Smith and Martin Lawrence <clears throat> bounce off uh, each other with different jokes and, and banter and everything like that and, and enjoy it and watch the action, and that's pretty much it. It's Michael Bay franchise, so you don't expect much. Watch the bad boys for life. Uh, yeah, looks like they didn't miss a beat. Uh, I don't really have anything to say that looks good. I guess I might see it in theaters. I don't know. I, I don't really care to see it in theaters, but it might be one of those things if the, my, you know, if people are wanting to get together and go see a movie and that's out in theaters, maybe I'll go give it a watch type of thing. Um, but yeah, do you guys have any thoughts on bad boys for life at all?
1: Uh, I never saw any of the other ones, so I probably won't see it. Me, me as well. I'm watching the
2: trailer right now. Um, you know, I gotta say right off the bat, there's a gag here where Will Smith rolls up in his nice car, and they get out of the car, and Martin Lawrence's character uh, swings the door into a fire hydrant. Uh, here's the thing: they're cops; they should know better than to park in front of a fire
0: hydrant.
1: God, no, no, they're bad boys.
2: Oh fuck! You're right.
1: Uh,
0: you know what? I'm already gonna have to give this. Don't watch it. It's racist. Out of five, it's uh, <laughs> it's that 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 right there. The fact that they don't know to not park in front of a fire hydrant. You know what? I could already see that being another gag. By the way, Will Smith is this hotshot cop still in great shape. Martin Lawrence is the middle-aged, out of shape cop now, and and the, you know that's the that's the back and forth banter, and then he hits the fire hydrant. And then they go into some place and they come back out, and Will's fancy car has been towed away i I, I can already tell you that's going to be a joke.
2: Can all cops issue tickets like could a homicide detective pull you over for speeding?
0: uh technically, yes, I think,
1: yeah I don't I know think they would be uh, expert in police, so. I have no input. on And that's
0: why we brought in detective Jacob Flannery. Jacob, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Can any cop write a ticket? Jacob, are you there? Is this me? No, Jacob, uh, Jacob didn't make it today, I guess. Yeah, there is no, (laughs) there is no Jacob. That never happened. But, uh, yeah, it's a good question, Tanner. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, you know, bad boys for life. You know, go watch it if you want. I, I bought Bad Boys 1 and 2 at Savers for $2, having never seen it. And I thought, this is going to be cheaper than renting them. And uh, they're on DVD, and I don't give a shit about watching it in HD or 4K. So it's like, let's throw it in. So now I own some Bad Boy movies. And uh, well, that sounds bad boys. <laughs> Not bad boy movies. I, that, sounds, that sounds like a little certain section in the uh, family video. You know what I'm talking about, Tim? Tim, I know you know what I'm talking about, right, Tim? No. You know it's really strange. I when I go to Family Video and I'm renting a movie, the porn they, room. Isn't that weird? Yeah, who does that still? I don't know. Who goes and rents porn?
2: The internet's the thing.
0: It's so bizarre. Like I just imagine some skeevy dudes in there. I bet you could. Bet you could find a quarter of the nation's criminals in that room what
2: you know i find so awkward about it not that i've rented porn from the family video but the idea of it just being a small little room (laughs) that is literally behind a door with you know no windows imagine strolling in there and then just kind of having to be in this porn closet with some other random dude
0: perusing like even even weirder even weirder, the fact that a store called Family Video has a backdoor porn <laughs> section. <laughs> even even weirder. It's even stranger that they put it behind a backdoor. It just, everything about that is just,
1: ugh. Ugh. No. You know, there, there's some families out there that are into that.
2: <laughs> like, there's some porns about it, too. It's like,
1: here. <laughs> all right. So today,
0: it looks like a... Oh, looks like it's family movie night. So it looks like we got Frozen and Shrek 3 and Long Dongs of the Law 4. All right. Okay. Okay. Man, we have these back by the Tuesday. Um, <laughs> moving on.
2: The catcher's like, you can just hold on to this. <laughs>
0: Please don't bring it back. <laughs> Just, oh God! Just I don't want it. to see you ever again. Yes, keep it. <laughs> By the way, this is on VHS. How did? Where did you find this? And how, do you still have a VHS player? What? What in the hell is going? Oh my God! Anyways, um, Just Mercy. Uh, did you guys watch the trailer for Just Mercy? Was that just? Was, nope. did, was that just me? Nope. <laughs> was just that you. was Just you. Uh, this movie stars Jamie Foxx and Michael B. Jordan and Brie Olsen and a couple other notable actors. I just can't think of them right now. Uh, it's about a civil rights lawyer, Michael B. Jordan, defending a man on death row who is not, uh, who should not be on death row. Uh, looks like an interesting movie. <laughs> looks good. I like Michael B. Jordan. Um, I, I do like him in certain movies. Still waiting for him to give me that transformative performance. I also never saw uh that the one of the the movie that really like he blew up in. Uh not like uh, Chronicle? Uh, no, no, not 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 the one he literally uh, blew up in. Oh uh, uh, Fruitville Station? A, yeah. Yeah. Fruitville Station. Station. I haven't seen that. I, I find I find Michael B. Jordan has a lot of what do they call it? A thing that actor a hitch or something like it's something an actor does in every single thing. Like it's just kind of his it's oh, it's so, just like a quirk? It's quirk, yeah. Uh, Michael B. Jordan has some quirks that uh, that carry over in every character, and it's hard for me to break off. Oh, that's not Michael B. Jordan. That's this character. Um, so I have some issues with, with that sometimes, but I do like him as an actor. Apparently you haven't
1: seen uh, Fantastic Four.
0: <laughs> You're right, I haven't, and uh, I don't plan to. F- Big
2: talk- oof. Big oh, oof. Talk about, uh,
0: talk about an Oscar snub there.
2: God, that movie. Like, I don't
0: even. Who played Doctor Doom? Wasn't it like a famous actor played Doctor Doom?
2: Uh, it was Toby Kebbell. No, Kebbell? Okay. N- never
0: mind. I have no idea who that. Who is, that is a great
2: actor who just cannot find himself in a good movie to save
0: his life. God, that Fantastic Four movie just—you know—you gotta just wonder what's going. Th- like, <laughs> I've always thought this: when a movie, like especially a comic book movie, is terrible, it's like. Who do you have in the writer's room? Just get, like, assemble some fans, like, or, or some comic book writers in there and just ask them what you, they think. And they'll probably say, yeah, this is shit. Don't do that. But they always are like, nah, let's do a gritty reboot of the fucking Fantastic Four about a superhero family as as freaking, that's, a, that's like as, as Boy Scout as it gets. It's literally The Incredibles. It's it's what the Incredibles are based off of. It's yeah. a superhero family. It's not supposed to be some dark story. And they're like, oh, let's do this gritty reboot with Miles Teller and and uh, I don't know a bunch of other people, Michael B. Jordan, and this is like. A-
2: <laughs> yeah, i've I've said before, like I don't think Fantastic Four could ever work with gritty, with edgy. Uh, Why really would with it, right? any Why would kind it? of with any sort of modern sensibility I think if you do a Fantastic Four movie you have to set it in like the 60s or the 70s or something
0: maybe but or, or you, you know. could do like in The Incredibles live just do right. The Incredibles it, it just have it back.
2: be a, a super sincere you know uh, wholesome kind I, of thing I, 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 I guess if you
0: ask me I think what they should do because if Fantastic Four is coming I believe I mean if since Brad Bird's already done Incredibles one and two, if they don't bring him on as a director or as like executive producer, they're really obviously they're uh, they're missing the point of what should be the Fantastic Four. I also don't I just to be honest, I uh, I could literally care less about the Fantastic Four. There is Oh, me too. There is not a grain of matter in my body. And that's a real mess
1: scientific. No, the, not even if John Krasinski plays Mr. Fantastic. That well, would be
0: cool. I don't care about him as of right now. Let's see what the movie Marvel makes and then maybe I will care about them. Yeah, casting John Krasinski would give me a personal interest in the movie because no, it's, like John Krasinski.
2: The reason why the Fantastic Four matter is because of Doctor Doom.
0: Doctor Doom is a great villain as what I've been told. I don't know anything about him. I just know he looks cool. That's
2: it. Well, it's sort of like um, in Infinity War, right? When... Dr. Strange looks into however many possible futures, and he only sees one um, in which they win, right? Yeah, so Dr. Doom's kind of part of his motivation at some point in the comics is that he too kind of goes through that. He sees all these scenarios in which humanity kind of destroys itself or is destroyed. But the only one that he saw, not that he saw all possibilities, but the only one that he saw where humanity thrives into the future is one where he is like supreme dictator over everything. Mm. So it creates this interesting dynamic where uh, it, it's a morally kind of gray thing that I think a lot of fans found very compelling
0: well, I'll tell you what, I'm sure the directors and cast and crew of Just Mercy would be very happy that we just went from their movie into a full breakdown of Fantastic Four because of the trailer of their movie. <laughs> uh, Michael B. Jordan asks, what would you guys think of that trailer? Uh, you know, I can't t- say much about that, <laughs> but we did talk about your Fantastic Four movie literally a moment after we discussed that. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> And he's like, uh, please.
1: I mean, that's how good of a movie it was.
0: (laughs) I'm honestly never going to watch it. That is 100%. It's racist. Don't watch it. Um, Jesus. Last thing. Last thing on the dock today. Our big topic of the day is the Joker trailer and the reactions to the Joker. Now, there's something I wanted to try here. And uh, you guys can tell me if we should do this or not. Should I bring up the Joker trailer and share the audio to this meeting, and we can watch it together and then give our immediate feedback afterwards so our podcast listeners would be hearing the trailer in their ear holes, the two-minute and 30-second trailer, and then an immediate breakdown after that. What do you guys think of trying that? Mm. No. We've okay. done
1: it before.
2: I'm with Tim here. It doesn't
0: what, Side does note. It, it does it not work? Nah. Last
1: time we did that, it sounded very garbled and was not, not yeah. great. Yeah. Well, then never mind. We won't do that.
2: Maybe we can try it in the future.
0: Yeah, maybe so. When, when you know, Jordan has all of his equipment and stuff uh, back, back in order and all that stuff.
1: Man, I'm excited side, to have Jordan back. Side note, though. Did you hear about Robert Pattinson's interview he yeah. had recently? Yeah. Where uh, he had to uh, redact a bunch of stuff because apparently he spoiled either part of the Joker or his movie even though he hasn't seen the Joker, so I don't know how he would spoil the Joker movie. It could be that they're going to, yeah. He had to, he's like, I'm not used to, uh, you know, talking about movies that I can spoil, because I'm used to being in artsy movies that you can watch three times and still have no idea what's going on. So the person who's interviewing him, he had to have it redacted, because it spoiled the Joker, apparently or something to do Hold with on, the Hold on, I'm looking at this article
0: right now. Robert Pattinson sparks theory his Batman will cross over with Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Let's take a look.
1: So, that's... At one point 20%. in our conversation,
0: Pattinson offers a mundane comment about Joaquin Phoenix, who stars in Joker, a movie he hasn't seen yet, before asking to retract it. Oh, shit, he says, adding that he's not accustomed to thinking about spoilers. Pattinson goes on to tell Setudeh, I definitely should not say that I'm so used to this petty art, pretty art house movies where you can watch the movie three times and still not know what it's about. Pattinson's rejection means there is no telling what the actor said about Walking Phoenix, but that's not stopping fans from theorizing that a the plan plan might be in motion that Pattinson's Batman crossover, the Phoenix Joker that's coming from IndieWire. wire. Two things. One, um, maybe he actually has seen the Joker and he accidentally just spoiled uh, something that happened in the movie. Two, he doesn't realize that Walking Phoenix's Joker is not going to be the Joker in his Batman movie. And he's thought, because he doesn't know, he's like, oh yeah, he's playing the Joker, so he must be my Joker in my movie. So um, that's, I think those are two logical explanations for why that happened. Or you never know, maybe that third right field option is Walking Phoenix is going to be in the Batman as the Joker and has signed up as the... Uh, you know to be the joker in a franchise uh film like the batman movies i'm
1: going to go with the last one you really think so no I but i want so it to be like that I,
0: i'm i'm almost 100% convinced this is just robert Pattinson who you know he just because he's playing a bat, playing batman doesn't mean that he's as huge of a nerd as like me and he probably doesn't understand that this Joker movie is totally separate from the DC universe. It uh, will not be his Joker in his Batman movies. But you never know. Maybe uh, this Batman movie isn't going to be a part of the DCEU. So maybe it could fit with the Joker. But uh, I, I think this is simply just a misunderstanding of him not knowing what uh, what he's talking about. Anyways, going into I guess the Joker. We'll see. We we guess we'll see. Uh, We saw the trailer, the last trailer. We've gotten two trailers for The Joker. Uh, The last one we saw is also the final trailer. And The Joker premiered at a film festival just recently and has been landing with incredible, incredible reviews. IGN gave it a 10 out of 10 on their website. Very rarely, if ever, have I seen a movie get 10 out of 10 on IGN. One of them I know off the top of my head is the dark Knight? that one has a 10 out of 10 at ign well so you shut up you, no one wants to hear your <laughs> bullshit so, about not liking the dark Knight. you, you i never said
2: up. i didn't like it that i just is, think batman begins is a better batman movie that
0: that that opinion is the don't watch it it's racist of that
1: <laughs> i think we can conclude that ign really likes the joker
0: oh yeah i'm sure he does i'm sure they do uh, it's it's but uh yeah because yeah, let's, they're let's gamers talk about, let's, let's talk about this trailer one joaquin looks absolutely transformative in this i think he looks god he looks so good he looks so freaking good he committed 100 percent to it and uh is delivering something i think is going to be truly truly special uh there some I think there's going to be some heartbreaking scenes in this. I think you're going to want to root for him, but at the end you're going to want to hate him. And I think that's going to be the hardest thing the film has to convince you is that it is the Joker. He is one of the most infamous, if not, if not the most infamous villain of all time in all pop culture. Um, And he is evil and he needs to be hated. So how do we go from, you know, watching this movie feeling bad for Arthur Fleck to hating him it's going to be interesting to see, and I'm excited to see that break down. But uh, there's like that scene at the very beginning with that mom being super harsh about him like, trying to entertain her child on the bus. And uh, the, the, his psychologist giving up on him. Uh, his therapist, rather, giving up on him. Um, uh, you know, Him getting beat up by all these people. It seems like he's just getting thoroughly broken down as a person until he finally breaks and becomes the Joker we know. The trailer was phenomenal. I loved it. I thought it was perfect. I don't know if it was better than the original trailer we got, but it was damn close. Um, yeah, I, I guys, I just could not be more excited for this. Now, with the reactions out of the film festival, people are, like, literally I've seen six people call it a masterpiece from various different uh, news outlets. Uh, people saying Walking Phoenix is going to win the Oscar for Best Actor because he's that good and it's like a lot of people are making it sound like it's not even close. Um, so what are you guys' thoughts on the trailer and the reaction so far to Joker?
1: I'm really excited to see uh, their take on it, especially just cause all the critics really enjoy it. Uh, I mean, not a lot of critics usually have this high of praise on comic book movies. And, you know, it, it sounds like it's going to be a completely different take than what we're used to in regards to the joker so i I'm, I'm excited um i'm worried about all the backlash it's been getting though cuz a lot of people have concerns that they're basically glorifying someone who does bad things um oh,
0: especially kind especially of in this
1: landscape I, <laughs> not you not you
0: that opinion no fuck you tim that opinion is so <laughs> Damn, <that hurts. laughs> this needs so to be absurd. said i hate <laughs> uh, real quick i hate absolutely hate that uh, that opinion on film and i've seen it on twitter a lot it's like we don't need this we don't need this shut up like art is not for you to decide what should or should not be seen that's a hundred percent not the point of art that's not the point of movies not the point of tv get off your freaking sensitive ass high whores and shut the hell up for the rest of us god that is the most bullshit take and i've seen it a lot I hate it so much. It's so stupid. It's so Neanderthal in thought process. It's it's garbage. Wow.
1: wow. Tell us how you really feel, Max. Okay, go ahead, Tim. You can finish up that thought. Well, I'm not going to finish my thought because you just bashed on all of it. Yeah, I'm sorry.
2: I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm just
1: kidding.
2: Um, I think people are right to be concerned because – regardless of the movie's intent and how it actually depicts the Joker and sort of the morality of what he does, uh, regardless of that, there are going to be a bunch of shitty people that continue to take this on as like their sort of mascot. I mean, back after the Tanner, dark, we
0: live in a society.
2: I know, but back after the dark <laughs> night came out, I remember seeing people on Facebook, uh, posting shit like, it's like a picture of Heath Ledger's Joker and, like, the caption's something like, you know you're, you've are you grown up when the Joker starts making sense. Like, fuck off with that. But, yeah. um, but there are going to be shitty people that are going to glom onto it. But shitty people uh, glom onto anything. Like, you know, Nazis, <laughs> which <laughs> were the villains of history. Yeah. But... <laughs> you still have people idolizing that ideology. So
0: yeah, it's just, it's like, you know, for me, it's, it's total. I, I, for me, it's just total crap because it's like, you know, if, if there's people out there just waiting to be broken and a movie is what does it, those people were going to break one way or the other. So let's just take a step back. It's a comic book movie and let's just like take it as it is. It's like, I don't see anyone like, oh man, Baron Von Zemo and, and freaking, uh, uh, civil war. Uh, that guy, that that guy is going to send all the people who, uh, who, who have lost someone special over the edge and decided make a murderous plot to destroy the world. It's like, I,
1: I don't just don't, I don't understand it, man.
0: I don't understand it. Just, just, you know, watch I- the movie.
1: I can I can agree with Tanner. I, I can see where people are coming from. I mean, it's, it's not going to deter me from seeing it or affecting my opinion on the movie, but, you know, in a sense, it doesn't help either. It could uh, make things worse.
0: I'll, I'll also say this, too, uh, and this is totally in a different direction, but uh, from the trailer we just saw, So the entire time, I was not sure how I felt about Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Not that I didn't like his performance. I thought his performance was great in the trailer and what we were seeing. I just felt like it was where Heath Ledger was doing his own take on the Joker. He was sticking to the visual cues that were typical for the Joker that make him, yeah, that's definitely the Joker. When you look at him, that's the Joker. With Heath Ledger's version, I thought they were doing his own take, plus the visual things were not there for me. And I was having a hard time seeing, okay, I'm having a hard time seeing that this is the Joker. I'm kind of just thinking this is just a crazy guy dressed up in clown makeup. It wasn't until this last trailer where I finally saw him as the Joker. And I think that's a commend. That's that, that, just from a snippet of the trailer, I think that's a huge compliment to give Joaquin because nothing's changed other than just watching his performance and his performance doesn't come off. Like it's just a crazy guy and a clown clown stuff. It's coming off like the Joker to me. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this, this is lining up exactly exactly how i thought it would and uh or not sorry that made no sense i just it's lining up more than with the joker than that i was hoping and uh it's make it's selling me more on the movie so i'm more more excited to go check this out and see uh see this thing now that this last trailer came out it just i thought it was great and um Yeah, guys, it looks really good. And and the the praise for this thing is through the roof. People are thinking it's like the best movie of 2019. Um, People are saying it's the best comic book movie of 2019. Obviously, that would be the case if it's the best movie. Um, And how cool it would be to have a character like the Joker have two Oscar winners to his name. I think that's really, really cool and just solidifies the Joker as the greatest villain of all time if so many different actors could take their take on it and make it their own and, you know, have it most likely be an Oscar worthy performance other than Jared Leto shut just that. That's let's not talk about that. Um, I thought Jared Leto could have been good if he was given the right script and not dressed like a fucking douchebag.
2: You know, I'm just excited to have something that could Replace Heath Ledger's Joker in the the public eye. Um, no offense to Heath Ledger, but uh, I don't know. I you don't know what's think, really cool? Walking... I don't think it was like that. Uh, I don't know. I'm just gonna cause shit when I say this, but I don't know. Heath Ledger's Joker was like
0: cool. Shut I your guess. goddamn mouth.
2: He was cool, I guess, but I. F- would much rather live in a world with Joaquin Phoenix having the definitive take on the Joker.
0: Uh, man, it's, uh, I don't like that at all. Um, hold on. I have, there's this quote Joaquin had on Heath Ledger that I liked. Um, He had a, uh, one second. There's a really great quote, and I just want to find it real quick um, to read because I, I just thought it was really cool.
2: I will say that, you know, I would like to think if I were a person putting uh, creative works out into the world that I wouldn't have to feel the need to. Uh, Censor myself out of fear of, you know, mentally unstable young people using it as, like, inspiration for, you know, mass murder. Um, that's, That's not the artist's responsibility to control people, but unfortunately... We live in a society uh where shit's crazy right now
0: yeah i don 't know i don't know but uh I, I can't find the quote, but it went something like this. Walking Phoenix was asked like um if he like outdid heath ledger's joker or something like that, and he said he said something along the lines of he's like heath's heath's joker is um Untouch. I think it, I can't, it wasn't this word, but he's like Heath's Joker is untouchable. um But I couldn't have done this without Heath. I felt him there every day with me on set, and uh, and he and he was like, I want this Joker to serve as like a thing that goes in tandem with his. It's like this is my addition to it, and I wanted to just be there with his. And it was a really cool quote. I thought it was a really sweet thing to say. Um, since you know he's passed away and i guess joaquin and heath were really good friends so um i thought that was really cool but um yeah that's gonna cover uh that that's pretty much it for our, our joker coverage there i thought that was a pretty good breakdown and uh we're excited to see it when it hits the theaters i think october 6th is the date i'm not entirely sure but it's coming out in october and of course we'll be there to see it we and will be your source for reviews on that um Guys, thank you so much for joining me today on today's episode of Cinemaxic. As always, my hosts are uh, Tim Reichmuth at Triss. You can find him at Letterboxd and on Instagram. It's very important you follow us on Letterboxd, guys, because this is where you see what movies we've watched. We leave reviews. Tanner is really good to leaving reviews for him especially, um, so be sure to follow us there. Tim, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. And again, Tanner Rush at Danger Rush on Letterboxd as well and on Instagram, Thank yeah. you again for joining us, man. Any final words? Um,
2: you know, madness is like gravity. All it takes
0: is. I just muted Tanner's mic, and.
1: Uh, <laughs> <coughs> All it takes is a little push.
0: <laughs> and as always, I am your host, Max Liedem at Max Fozzie. You can find me at Letterboxd, Instagram, and Twitter. We love you guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Be on the lookout for a new episode of Force Vision coming soon. And we will be uh, talking about some new things, like the Mandalorian is going to start with the uh, – it's going to kind of give us the backstory on the First Order. There's some new uh, First Order basic comics coming out with Snoke and uh, Kylo Ren. Some really fun stuff. We'll be wow, next Snoke,
2: episode. finally the backstory we've all been craving. <laughs> You're goddamn
0: this. right. So if you have a look at our for Force Vision, be sure to write in to us at Cinemexic on Twitter, CinemaxicPod on Instagram, CinemaxicPod at gmail.com. And of course you can download the Anchor app and leave us a voice message, and we'll put you in the podcast as a call. No one's done that. Only one person's done it. Someone else do it, all right? That's a that's a that's a that's a demand. That right there is a command. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. We'll see you next week. Take care. And as always, watch on.